Long History Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 1 The Norwegian Coast and a Mermaid How did New York's famous river the Hudson get its name? And how did Canada's vast Hudson Bay get its name? Find out here about Henry Hudson's four historic journeys. Hello everyone and welcome to Long History. This is where we take source documents and split them up into 10 minute chunks or so, so you can see world famous events through the eyes of the people who were there. In this document, we are covering Henry Hudson's diverse voyages and northern discoveries. It's made up of four journeys in total, and here we start the second voyage. This particular voyage has four parts, and in it, Hudson heads from England towards the northeast, around the Norwegian coast, and into the Barents Sea in the Arctic Circle. He reaches the vast, but to Western audiences, relatively unknown islands, today known as Novaya Zemlya. Altogether, there are 25 parts to this series about Henry Hudson. All episodes of Long History are designed to stand on their own, but if you want to listen to the full context, Episode 1, I'm sure, will just be a few taps and clicks away. Don't forget to subscribe in the meantime to be informed when the rest of the parts of this journey are released. Now, if you like the idea of listening to journeys by famous explorers, you've certainly found the right place. On Long History, we've already got documents about Magellan, Columbus, Sir Francis Drake and Sir Walter Raleigh. So there's lots to explore here. Now in the last episode, Hudson finished his first journey where he explored the Greenland coast up to the Norwegian islands of Svalbard in an attempt to reach the North Pole and to pass beyond to the Far East. However, all he found was that this route was not possible. In this episode he begins his second journey and if you're following it on the maps, in this episode you'll find he passes the Lofoden Islands off Norway's western coast. Hudson's second journey began on the 22nd of April 1608 and ended on the 16th of August of the same year. So let's get going with Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 1, The Norwegian Coast and a Mermaid. A second voyage or employment of Master Henry Hudson for finding a passage to the East Indies by the North East, written by himself. Their names employed in this action are as followeth. Henry Hudson, master and pilot. Robert Jewett, the master his mate. Ludlow Arnold. John Cook, Botswain. Philip Stacy, carpenter. John Barnes. John Braunge, cook. John Aldry. James Strutton. Michael Fierce. Thomas Hills. Richard Thompson, Robert Rayner, John Hudson, and Humphrey Gilby. The courses observed in this journal were by a compass, that the needle and the north of the fly were directly one on the other. Anno 1608, the 2 and 20th of April being Friday, we set sail at St Catharines and fell down to Blackwall. The 20th of May at noon, by observation, we were in 64 degrees 52 minutes. And, at this time and place, the needle declined under the horizon by the inclinatory 81 degrees, and we had a smooth sea, by means whereof my observation was good. The 1 and 20th, at night, thick fog. 
we sailed north-northeast. We steered north-northeast as a four. In the afternoon, little wind and thick fog. We accounted us in 67 degrees, the sea smooth, the needle declined 82 degrees. This night was calm and clear. The three and twentieth, in the morning, the wind was easterly. We stood north-northeast and north and by east. All the forenoon was foggy. In the afternoon it cleared, and the wind shortened upon us. We made our way good north all night. The four and twentieth, the wind at east-northeast and east and by north, we lay as near as we could with a full sail. We accounted low foot from us east-northerly, sixteen leagues distant from us. At four o'clock this afternoon, we stood all night as a four. The five and twentieth, the wind at east-northeast. We stood away north as we could lie. All this day was clear weather and searching cold, which cold begun the one and twentieth day, and then my carpenter was taken sick, and so doth yet continue. And three or four more of our company were inclining to sickness, I suppose by means of the cold. All the night it was calm. The sixth and twentieth, cold but clear weather, the wind between east and east-northeast. We stood northeasterly till twelve o'clock at night. Then we had the wind at northeast and north-northeast. We stood southeast and east till noon the next day. The seven and twentieth, cold and dry weather. At noon we had the wind north and north-northwest. We stood away northeast and east-northeast as we could, and accounted ourselves in sixty-nine degrees forty minutes, and the needle inclined, having a smooth sea, nearest eighty-four degrees. All night we had wind and weather as a four. The eight and twentieth, dry, cold, clear weather. The wind between north-northwest and north. We made our way good east-northeast. We saw the sun on the north meridian above the horizon five degrees thirty-five minutes. All this night we had much wind as a four. The nine and twentieth, a hard gale at north-northwest. By account, we ran from midnight to noon twenty-one leagues east-northeast. We had the sun on the meridian five degrees, the latitude seventy-three degrees thirteen minutes, whereby we found our ship to have outrun us. At midnight the wind came to south-east. We cast about and stood east-northeast. This day, partly clear weather with some snow, the thirtieth, cold, clear weather, the wind between northeast and east and by north. We went east-southeast and observing, were in seventy-three degrees, fifty minutes. The one and thirtieth, cold and clear weather, from the last day to this day noon, we stood southeast and by south, in the latitude of seventy-two degrees, forty-five minutes. The first of June, a hard gale at east-northeast with snow. We made our way good south-southeast. The second, a hard gale of wind at northeast. Towards night, calm with fog, our course was southeast all day. The third in the morning, we had a sight of the North Cape. And at a west and by north sun, the Cape bore of us southwest, half a point southerly, being from us eight leagues and, observing the variation, I found it to the westward eleven degrees, and having a smooth sea, 
the needle inclined under the horizon 84 degrees and a half, the nearest I could find. We had the wind at southwest, and we stood away northeast and by east. It was clear weather, and we saw Norway fishermen at sea. The fourth, warm, clear sunshine, we stood away northeast and by east. Now, by God's help, our carpenter recovered and made a mast for our shipboat, and the company made a sail. We had the sun in the sight on the north meridian. His height was 5 degrees 40 minutes. Inclination, 23 degrees 21 minutes. Pulse height, 72 degrees 21 minutes. The fifth in the morning, calm weather. We sounded and had 140 fathoms, sand ooze. Here we saw a swelling sea setting northeast and by east and southwest and by west, with stream ledges. And we saw driftwood. After, we had wind, and we sailed and made our way north-northeast. Towards night we sounded and found ground at 150 fathoms, sand ooze. This day clear weather and not cold. The sixth we had clear weather, the wind being at east-northeast from the last day till this day noon. We shaped our way on diverse courses north and by west in the latitude of 73 degrees 24 minutes. We found that our ship had outrun us, sounding in 160 fathoms. In the afternoon little wind... The seventh, in the morning, the wind at south, after at south-southeast. From the last day till this day noon, we accounted our way from diverse courses northeast, fifteen leagues. This day was close but clear weather, and we had a good gale of wind at this time. And three days before this, our cook and one more of our company were very sick. In the morning we had ground at 150 fathoms, and at night we had no ground at 180 fathoms, which increased hope. This night we had some snow which continued for four hours. Then the wind came at northeast and by east with storm, and with short sail we stood north and by west. Here the needle inclined 86 degrees. I accounted that we were in 74 degrees and a half at nearest hand. This night we saw the sun on the north meridian. His height was 7 degrees 40 minutes, which maketh the pole's height 74 degrees 23 minutes. The 8th, from 12 o'clock last night till noon, we accounted our way on diverse courses, north and by east. Then our latitude was 74 degrees 38 minutes, and we had no ground at 200 fathoms. In the afternoon the wind came at south-southeast and southeast and by east. This day and night we had clear weather and we were here come into a black blue sea. The ninth, clear weather, the wind came at southeast and by east. From the last day till this day noon we had a good way northeast in latitude of 75 degrees 29 minutes. Then we entered into ice being the first we saw in this voyage. Our hope was to go through it. We stood into it and held our course between northeast and east-northeast, loosing for one and bearing room for another, till four in the afternoon. 
at which time we were so far in, and the ice so thick and firm ahead, being in it four or five leagues, that we had endangered us somewhat too far. We returned as we went in, and with a few rubs of our ship against the ice. By eight o'clock this evening, we got free of it. We made our way till next day at noon, southwest and by south, eighteen leagues. In the middest of this way, we had no ground at one hundred and eighty fathoms. The tenth in the morning, hazy weather, but at noon it cleared up, and then we cast about and stood away north and by east, the wind being at east-south-east, two watches, five leagues. Then we had the wind at east. We cast about and stood south-south-east and made a south way six leagues. The eleventh in the morning, a hard storm at east and east and by south, we struck a hull. The twelfth in the morning, fog, and all day after, clear weather, the wind at south-south-west. We steered east and by north, at noon being in the latitude 75 degrees 30 minutes. From noon till four o'clock, five leagues east and by north. Then we saw ice ahead of us and under our lee, trending from the northwest to the north and east of us. We had sounding 100 fathom, greenish ooze. Here we saw diverse pieces of driftwood by us driving and stream leeches lying south-south-west and north-north-east. We many times saw the like since we saw the North Cape. The 13th, clear weather, the wind at east, we made a south-way six leagues, two watches. Then we cast about and made a north-way one watch, three leagues and a half. At twelve at night, much wind with fog, we struck a hull and laid our ship's head to the southward. The 14th, in the forenoon fog, and our shrouds were frozen. The afternoon was clear sunshine, and so was all the night. The 15th, all day and night, clear sunshine. The wind at east. The latitude at noon, 75 degrees 7 minutes. We held westward, by our account, 13 leagues. In the afternoon the sea was assuaged, and the wind, being at east, we set sail, and stood south and by east, and south-south-east as we could. This morning, one of our company, looking overboard, saw a mermaid, and calling up some of the company to see her, one more came up, and by that time she was come close to the ship's side, looking earnestly at the men. A little after, the sea came and overturned her. From the navel upward, her back and breasts were like a woman's, as they say that saw her. Her body as big as one of us, her skin very white, and long hair hanging down behind, of colour black. In her going down they saw her tail, which was like the tail of a porpoise, and speckled like a mackerel. Their names that saw her were Thomas Hills and Robert Rayner. The sixteenth clear weather, the wind being at east. From the last day till this day noon, we made our way south and by east nine leagues, and from noon to eight o'clock in the evening, six leagues. Then we cast about and stood to the northwards. The 17th, clear weather, the wind at southeast and by east. 
from the last day till this day noon, our way was northeast and by east, at noon being in the latitude of 74 degrees 40 minutes. At afternoon we sounded and had ground at 86 fathom, green ooze, and our water whitish green. Here we saw whales, porpoises, and the sea full of fowls. From noon to midnight, northeast and by east. We had the sun at lowest, on the north and by east, easterly parts of the compass. Latitude 74 degrees 54 minutes, sounding we had 92 fathoms water, ooze as before. So we have continued the pattern set in the previous voyage, with it being said that Henry Hudson specifically wrote this account, and he clearly wants to make record of the date, the temperature, the weather, with a few small details of what happened. Amongst those details we see Hudson and his men pass those Lofot Islands, the Lofoden Islands on Norway's coast. He also notes in the text when he has sight of the North Cape, which is the very northern tip of Norway. And it's interesting to note that now we're in the land of the midnight sun, so Hudson says a couple of times that the sun was shining all day and all night. So now Hudson is heading into the Barents Sea and towards those islands of Novaya Zemlya. The mermaid that was supposedly seen here, according to a note in the text we've used here, was probably a seal. In the next episode, Hudson and his crew approach and view Novaya Zemlya. They come across a wild, unpopulated area. So thank you everyone for listening to this latest episode of Long History. We hope you've liked this episode, and if so and you can, please like it in whatever way you can. This is the first of a four-part journey, but the whole series contains 25 parts in total. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe. But for now, thank you for listening everyone. This was Henry Hudson, Journey 2, Part 1, The Norwegian Coast and The Mermaid. Goodbye.